Happy Friday. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important, Not Important, Science for People Who Give a Shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. And now, that includes finding a new job working on the front lines of the future at Important Jobs. At importantjobs.com, you can find curated open roles in everything from clean energy to clean foods, regenerative agriculture to artificial intelligence ethics, maternal health, and cancer research. Looking for new hires, maybe your company's first sustainability officer? Post your open roles at importantjobs.com and get them in front of our entire community. Subscribe right now so you can get this audio newsletter every Friday, plus our conversations with the smartest people in the world every Monday. You can find the digital version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter or right from your show notes. It's Friday, October 8th, 2021. Welcome back, shit givers. We're writing this instead of finally watching Squid Game, so you're welcome. Last week's most popular action step was Call for Climate. If you've got an action step to recommend, send it to questions at importantnotimportant.com and we'll put it through the grinder. This week, how to reduce methane, America's out of diapers, COVID questions, a new day against malaria, food systems examined, and how you're tracked. But first, do better, better. Let's talk about entitlement. If you've had congressional disclosure plugged into your veins the past few weeks like I have, you probably noticed a discussion, mostly borne out in the press, between Senators Manchin and Sanders. Manchin, referring to his vision of America and how that vision could most effectively be implemented through the reconciliation bill, said, quote, I don't believe that we should turn our society into an entitlement society. I think we should still be a compassionate, rewarding society, end quote. This may surprise you, but I don't believe we're in danger of turning our society into entitlement society. In fact, I'm fairly sure 400 years of institutional racism, a climate crisis touching every part of our society, geography, and economy, and the first of probably a few pandemics to come in our lifetimes have each illustrated that our decisions, they were decisions, to underfund or ignore foundational systems to protect the populace, or conversely, to design systems that proactively put Americans in danger, are a hallmark of a society whose rewards are, at best, um unevenly distributed. It's evident in our prisons, in our wealth gap, in our health gaps, in home ownership, wages, food deserts, urban heat, prenatal and maternal health care, and more. And if the rewards for succeeding in America are unevenly distributed, so is the risk. Or as my therapist implores every single week, your load and your limit cannot sustainably be the same thing. We wrote in January, quote, A safety net provides a margin of protection against the fluctuations of everyday life, the highs and lows. It allows for room for error. It helps you endure. And designed purposefully, it lets you succeed, end quote. As always, it's essential to ask not only why is X this way, but also does it have to be this way? It doesn't. And that's why we're all still fighting to do better, better. Fighting for systems that will not only improve baselines and everyday lives, but which can also withstand and adapt to our rapidly changing world. All right, in climate change and clean energy, a quick fix? What the? In just a few short years, we have made tremendous progress not only identifying methane as an incredibly powerful contributor to global warming, concentrations are 2.5 times higher than in the pre-industrial era, but also in how to track it, kind of, and how to eliminate leaks. From our friend Akshat Rathi and Haley Warren at Bloomberg, quote, Research by the UN found that as much as 80% of measures to curb leaks from oil and gas operations can be implemented at no cost, and many may even result in savings. 
Virtually all methane leaks from the coal sector could be painlessly eliminated, end quote. Most of the rest comes from agriculture and waste, and it seems like we could capture much of that too. And just in time, the odds of staying below 1.5 degrees warming are, well, less than ideal, but eliminating most major methane sources could buy us some serious time. And it's time we need. Otherwise climate-friendly locales like Maine or Oregon aren't so safe any longer, and more obvious problem areas like California are facing up to already underreported health deaths. The good news? It seems as though drastic decarbonization could slow warming much quicker than we thought, but it's up to us to get it done. Your action step. Hey, are you new here? One of the most effective levers you can pull is to vote. And in lieu of an election, calling your reps can make a measurable difference. Take two minutes to use call for climate and insist that they hold the line in these final negotiations. In COVID news, the latest. A brief roundup on COVID news this week. I can't imagine you missed it, but we're nearly there. Pfizer asked the FDA to authorize its vaccine for kids aged 5 to 11. Barring any setbacks, expect shots to roll out in early November. 120,000 American children lost a caregiver to COVID, and Native American, Black, and Hispanic children led the way. Big surprise. Merck's new COVID antiviral sounds great, but if it costs $20 to make, why is it projected to sell for $712, especially when the government awarded $35 million in grants to the institute that eventually developed it? Johnson & Johnson has also asked for their booster shot to be approved. Most African countries missed targets to vaccinate 10% of their populations because of shortfalls in deliveries from COVAX, because wealthy countries have failed to step up. At least one long-term symptom seen in 30% of COVID patients. A man was caught stealing diapers for his children as COVID decimated supply chains and drove up prices on diapers. It reignited the question, why do one in three families struggle with diaper needs in the richest country in the history of the world? Your action step, two items. Use Common Cause to call your reps and demand they support the End Diaper Need Act, which would funnel grant money to social services that support low-income families and adults with disabilities, and then contribute to a diaper bank near you. In medicine and biotech, what a day. Malaria, by way of Anopheles mosquitoes, has killed humans for 10,000 years. To date, our best weapons have been insecticide bed nets and whatever drugs the disease wasn't resistant to. And still, a half a million people a year and 250,000 plus children under the age of five and mostly in sub-Saharan Africa die every year. But there's fantastic fucking news. Quote, a new vaccine made by GlaxoSmithKline rouses a child's immune system to thwart Plasmodium falciparum, the deadliest of five malaria pathogens and the most prevalent in Africa. The vaccine called Mosquirix is not just a first for malaria. It is the first developed for any parasitic disease. Parasites are much more complex than viruses or bacteria, and the quest for a malaria vaccine has been underway for a hundred years. It's not perfect, but no vaccines are. Clinical trials revealed an efficacy of 50% against severe malaria in year one, dropping big time after that. And countries involved face a litany of other issues like devastating poverty. But as always, these are complex systems. If malaria slows economic growth in Africa by up to 1.3% a year, anything that prevents severe disease and death will be a safety net, see what I did there, to the entire endeavor. Your action step? World Health Organization approvals and any subsequent rollouts will take time. Contribute to Against Malaria, maybe the single most effective NGO on the planet where just $5 buys a bed net for two. 
Hey, let's talk about the job of the week. Investigate COVID. Boston Medical Center is looking for a research assistant. Are you a data nerd? Want to have an immediate impact on COVID? Join our hero, Dr. Nahid Bedelia and crew, as they recruit and enroll study participants in a study at Boston Medical collecting samples from acute and recovered COVID-19 patients. Find out more and apply by clicking the link in the newsletter. In food and water news, food systems in play. One of the helpful questions we pose most to folks seeking guidance on the present and the future is, what are you exposed to? And further, what are the adjustment costs of your exposures? Enter your food. From Food Drive, quote, major food players including Nestle, Campbell Soup, Nissin Foods, Ajinomoto, and Kerry Group ranked among 50 large companies that are highly exposed to the physical effects of climate change relative to other businesses in the sectors and regions, according to the Institutional Investors Group on Climate Change, end quote. Among many others, coffee prices are only beginning to go up. And there's much we can do. Denmark has set binding emission targets for their agriculture industry and set aside $600 million for farmers during the rocky transition. But systemic change requires acknowledging that incumbent interests will capitalize on a lack of rigid standards and that tangibles like soil and local climates can be vastly different from one another across the globe. One potential answer, an outcome-based approach. Basically, call it whatever you want, but if there aren't measurable regenerative effects, rainwater infiltration, carbon capture, storage capacity, nutrient cycling, it doesn't count. Your action step? Help define, implement, and scale regenerative agriculture and protect our food systems along the way by checking out the Climate Farmers Resources and Pioneer Program. Link is in the newsletter. The Human Machine Interface. Triangulating you. You're being followed. Last year, this year, who can know, we hosted a conversation with Dr. Carissa Valise at Oxford University, who helped all of us better understand all of the many, many ways corporations were tracking our every move. But it's worse than we thought. From the markup, quote, an estimated $12 billion market, the location data industry has many players, collectors, aggregators, marketplaces, and location intelligence firms, all of which boast about the scale and precision of the data that they've amassed. Location firm Near describes itself as the world's largest data set of people's behaviors in the real world, with data representing 1.6 billion people across 44 countries. MobileWalla boasts 40-plus countries, 1.9 billion devices, 50 billion mobile signals daily, 5-plus years of data. Xmode's website claimed this data covers 25% of the adult U.S. population monthly. It's one thing to track the 63 cookie recipes I researched while I was supposed to be writing this newsletter. It's another to track and sell where I am, where my family is, where my kids go to school, and more. It's one thing to track the 63 cookie recipes we researched while we should have been writing this newsletter. It's another to track and sell where we are and where our families are and where our kids go to school and more. This has to end. Your action step. The markup wants your help to find a missing piece of the data pipeline, the mobile phone apps that harvest and share location data with the industry. Every time an app asks for your location, snap and email the markup a screenshot and the name of the app to location at themarkup.org. All right, it's time for the roundup. Huge congratulations to everyone who won at the 2021 Covering Climate Now Journalism Awards. What to watch in health tech in quarter four? How is it already quarter four? 
Sophie and Kim construct the energy transition's biggest players. China's energy crisis is complex and poorly timed with COP26 around the corner. Related, how vulnerable is the fossil fuel system? A cool new digital marketplace could help shore up EHR and other digital health tools. NASA is going to shoot a rocket at an asteroid to test our planetary defenses. Check out an all-time favorite convo with Dr. KT Ramesh for more context. Why did it take three hours for an energy company to shut down a pipeline spewing into the ocean? Patagonia is an absolute delight. How proteins can make cancer more transparent. Valley fever? Not great. The FDA is hosting a virtual public workshop on transparency and AIML medical devices. These are the 50 cities emitting the most carbon dioxide. The Hopi tribe has lived in Arizona for over 1,000 years. Can they survive the desertification? California is 100% not ready for heat waves. Redlining is still a factor in premature births. This cool brain simulation tool may be a key to treating depression. CVS is about to become your primary care situation. The 19th described a more holistic policy approach to dealing with parental mental health. Holy shit, Clearview is a privacy nightmare. Let's talk important jobs. Every week, we share featured roles from important jobs right here in the newsletter. If you're hiring and want to get your open role in front of our community, submit a featured role for free by clicking the link in the newsletter. This week, Boston Medical Center looking for a clinical research nurse slash research coordinator for COVID. The Boston Medical Center looking for a research assistant. TreeCard is looking for a product manager. Aspiration looking for a senior iOS engineer. Dividend Finance needs a senior product manager, and Ethic needs a director of engineering, sustainable investing. You can browse 115 plus open roles or list your own for free at importantjobs.com. Check it out. Okay, that's it for this week. Hit subscribe right now so you get next week's analysis straight to your feed. And to go deeper on any of the news or to find your action steps, go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.